Welcome to episode 93 of Broad Street Hustle. One of the benefits of not being uh, one of the top podcasts on Apple, Spotify is we could say it's the Super Bowl. We don't have to use big game, right? We could say it. Super Bowl, somebody help me. It's a bunch of Roman numerals. 58. 58. Super Bowl 58. This is our big preview show. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to give our predictions, our scores. We're going to talk players. We're going to talk props, tons and tons of props. Um, Let's jump into it. I got Jason Santa back as well as I am back as we both missed last week. Jason. Hey, Tom. What's up? How are you, Jason? We got Jimmy the Chalk. Hello again. And we got Christopher Michael Meeker. Welcome back. Welcome. Um, so we are going Super Bowl, but quickly, and I mean quickly, Sixers uh, made some deals today. It was the trade deadline. Nothing outrageous, but some, some deals. Any quick, quick thoughts, Jason, on what the Sixers did? Uh, I mean, I think he cleared a lot of cap. Sounds like he's looking to sign Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Lowry um, once he gets uh, bought out. So I think that's why, like, they traded Beverly and guys like that. Um, and then Heald, I mean, Heald will help score while Embiid's out. Um, he's nothing more than a shooter. He's not going to do anything defensively. He's really not going to create. Uh, I guess it's an okay move. He really didn't give up anything for him. So I think a lot of what they did is just kind of creating space for next year, offseason. Yep, yep. How about Chalky? Quick thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned it quickly last week, but they were in a tough spot in the sense of you can't push your chips in all year because you don't know what Embiid's going to be. Um, and then, you know, but you have some pieces that you could trade this year. So Heal is an upgrade. Um, I'm interested to see if it is Lowry because Dinwiddie's name that might get bought out too. They might go for it, but Lowry seems like a name they have targeted. But uh, Beverly getting moved did surprise me because he, he was a, Seemed like a nice glue guy. Um, but it's all going to come down to if Embiid can get back before the playoffs and be somewhat healthy. Meek? Yeah, I just kind of agree with Chalky. I mean, I, I guess they didn't punt the season because they did make some moves to improve the team, even though Embiid's not going to be back for however long, like four to six or eight weeks or whatever. But I had been kind of clamoring for heel If you remember some comments I made in some previous podcasts, I think it's a position that they needed. Uh, and they got it. I would love to see him play with Embiid. Uh, hopefully we'll get to see that in the meaningful games towards the end of the year. But um, it all comes down to whether or not, you know, they can toe the line until he comes back. And they have a pretty tough schedule coming up, so it's going to be tough. Yeah, it seems like they just piece some things together to score while Embiid's out and then see what happens when he's back. But really next year, like, as we say a lot with the Sixers, next year is going to be the year that they have $60 million in cap space and all that so they can go out and maybe do a little bit more. All right, we'll talk more next week, of course, as the NFL will wrap up and we'll have Phillies and Sixers to, to talk about. Uh, but let's get into it. Let's get into the big game, the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to jump into predictions. I mean, we'll talk the game and then end with, the, with prediction thoughts. Jason, uh, why don't you kick us off? Um, you weren't on last week. What Anything... I guess from the championship games, these guys were did cover, but any any thoughts that carry over to this Super Bowl? Yeah, I'll give two two quick uh, you know synopsises. So uh, you know, you would ask me in episode ninety one what 
would Lamar Jackson have to do to prove to me that he could win a Super Bowl? And I had said, I need him to be down two scores. I think I said two touchdowns, but two scores with 10 minutes left in the game, and he's going to have to prove he could throw the ball. Well, he was down two scores with 10 minutes left in the game, and he proved he couldn't throw the ball. He's, you know, making mistakes, throwing in the triple coverage in the end zone. Um, I think Munkin had a, I think Munkin's game plan was to prove that Jackson could throw the ball. I think that failed miserably. Um, I think Spagnola did a great job with blitzing him. Uh, you know, uh, you blitz Jackson, obviously he can't handle the blitz. And I think Kelsey had a great game. I mean, Kelsey so far in the playoffs has been great. So, uh, th- that's basically what, you know, what I thought in that game. I mean, listen, the Chiefs offense is still anemic. They scored no points in the second half. Offense is still a problem. Their defense is good. Mahomes, you know, everybody's going all crazy because he was 12 for 12 and this and that. Nobody calls him a check down Charlie, but check out where all his passes are. They're like five yards down, you know, from the line of scrimmage. Like, he checks down more than almost anybody, but and I'm not taking anything away from him. He's great. But, you know, let's let's call it like it is with his 12 for 12s and everything like that. And uh, yeah, he appears to be, he's playing this season with the thought that his defense is the better side of the ball. And his job is to, you know, not make the mistakes, move the ball when they have, yeah. change the field position. And he does a great job at it. But yeah, that's, it's not the explosion no. that we've seen in the past. Right. And then I just want to throw in the luck factors. I know that's going to be brought up with the 49ers and Lions, but yeah, the Chiefs got a little lucky too. And the guy fumbled on the half yard line. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big play there. Um, and Flowers, Totally botched that whole possession, but that was a bad possession. Bad possession, but uh, you know, call it like it is. They got a little lucky themselves. Um, real quick with the Forty ers game, I know Campbell's going to get all the blame, um, and he deserves some for sure. But that's the way he coaches. Coaches like that all the time. That's how they got as far as they did. So eventually, it's going to come back to 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 haunt them. They drop passes. So it wasn't totally Campbell. I mean, uh, Reynolds was terrible. He dropped a bunch of passes. And then, you know, I hear a lot of criticism of the 49ers defense, and I'm right there. But, and if you look at both games, first half their defenses are bad. Look at the second half of both games. They really tightened up. Like, and I I don't hear anybody mentioning that. Like, you got to give them credit in the second half of both of the games. Um, And then Purdy. Purdy made, made plays. When he had to. I mean, he, yeah, he got lucky with the ball to hit the guy's helmet and then bounced to Ayuk. But, and then Ayuk broke up a ball that might have been intercepted. But he throws up 50-50 balls because he trusts Ayuk. He trusts Debo, you know. Uh, so that's going to happen sometimes. But um, he made plays with his legs. He made throws in the second half. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, everybody says they got lucky. They should have lost. They should have this. They should have that. Maybe, but Chiefs got lucky too. So. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't here last week as well, but I mean, pretty much said everything. I, the one thing stood out pretty with his legs. That was one of the big things you pointed out going into the game, you know, that Detroit, that they struggle with quarterbacks like that. And whether it was conscious game planning, like, not set plays, but like, hey, if you get the opportunity, because Purdy did use them. There was a big third down in the fourth, I guess, that solidified the game that he did in. 
and other other plays. Um, and then the Baltimore. I mean, Jackson. He was bad when they didn't have when they weren't trailing. I mean, he was bad in the first quarter. Um, but I will say the play where he threw it and caught it himself. I mean, that, that was insane play. I, I didn't even see him. He just flew through. He almost scored. Um, I mean, it was insane. But Pretty I mean, scored. that's that's what he does. He makes plays like that. But he's mm. not a good quarterback. Mm. Um, but we, you know, I'm not going to continuously go on. Uh, give you a little bit of a break. We'll let Chalky kick us off with the actual Super Bowl talk. Yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, Meek and I sort of previewed it a little bit last week, but um, Kansas City's, you know, strength on the offensive side of the ball uh, has been in the first half in the playoffs thus far for the most part. And their defense is lockdown teams in the second half. San Francisco's offensive struggles have been in the first half. And they're, uh, it's the switch gets flipped in the second half. And Jason said, um, well, I think defense gave up a couple of touchdowns against Green Bay. They're the fourth quarters, especially. Um, and they have some drives against, you know, Detroit too. But their fourth quarters, the defense is kind of locked in and, and have shut teams down to give the offense a chance to turn it around and the offense is taking opportunities. So it'll be interesting to see if the scripts play out as they have been. You know, is the Kansas City defense good enough to hold off a San Francisco comeback if it comes down to that. Um, I mean, I think if they're in that situation, like, there's certainly a b- much better defense than either of the two teams that San Francisco has had to play so far. Um, I, in general, I just, I mean, I didn't think their offense would struggle so much early in the first two games because I think, you know, at least three of us predicted blowout wins and that hasn't materialized. Um I just don't think they're going to struggle for three straight games that much in the first half. So I kind of see it playing out similar through at least three quarters as to when they played a couple years ago in the Super Bowl. It'll be a close game in the first half, you know, tied or one score at halftime. I think the third quarter, San Francisco opens up a little bit, gets a two score lead. And then in the fourth quarter, Kansas City starts charging back. But I think Kansas City falls short this time. And I'll say, if you want to score, I'll give you 27-23 San Francisco uh, ends up winning the game. Um, but this is the best defense Kansas City has had in any of these games, uh, but probably their worst offense. I mean, Jason was talking about the checkdowns. They just don't, I mean, they don't, he doesn't have a receiver that you can rely upon to get open in the field and actually catch the ball, I think. So I don't know if it's just that he doesn't trust his guys or they're not getting open or whatever, um, but it's... You know, it's a familiar matchup, but it's a little bit different setup for for uh, at least the Kansas City coming into this game. All right, Meeker, how do you see the big game? So I, I approach tonight with just kind of uh, writing down some keys to the game for both sides. And, you know, you guys can kind of chime in whenever you want to. And uh, I'll start with Kansas City first. So for Kansas City, I think they have to hold McCaffrey under 75 yards rushing, which I know is easier said than done because the Niners are 12 and 1 when McCaffrey runs for over 75 yards. I think that's a tall task to keep him under 75 yards, but I think that's one thing that they're going to have to do. Um, I think they have to scheme defensively to pressure Purdy without the blitz because, you know, Casey, as they shown last week, you know, they, they were successful with the blitz and they have a pretty stout defensive line who gets pressure with the Blitz. But Purdy has an extremely high quarterback rating, and I'm sure Jason knows this, against the Blitz. 
Uh, so they'll have to scheme a little differently and, and this, this week against San Fran uh, and win the battle at the line. You want to talk about that, Jay? Because I know you have some stats on that or had in the past. I know. I mean, he's number one in the league against the Blitz. So, you know, Spagnola's big thing is blitzing. Um, and, and when I get into my points, I think a lot of the strengths of the Chiefs are negated by you know, the, the strengths of the 49ers and a lot of the weaknesses of the 49ers, the Chiefs aren't the greatest at. But um, Spagnola likes to blitz, and you cannot blitz Purdy. Um, what they're going to have to try to do is knock the knock the guys out off the roots. Uh, so he, you know, because the, the San Francisco offense is timing, the passing game. It's all timing. So if I was devising a defense to stop them, I would be physical at the line with the receivers to knock them off the roots. And I would not blitz. I would hope I would get pressure by with four guys, you know, the linemen. And I would get my hands up because, you know, Purdy gets balls knocked down every once in a while. So uh, get get hands in the passing lanes. You know, if you could, if you could get pressure without blitzing, even better. But uh, make sure you get your hands up and you're physical with the the receivers. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, another point at, you know, don't, and we were talking about this earlier today when uh, we were at lunch, but Andy Reid can't fall in love with passing all game in this game. Um, you know, San Fran has shown their weakness. Like we were talking about against the run in the playoffs, Detroit had over 150 yards, Green Bay close to the same, but I think Reid has to employ the run more often than he's used to and, and control the game more. Um, especially what the point you made, Tommy is, you know, the, he doesn't, or Chalky, he doesn't have a whole lot of receivers that he can rely on. But San Fran's not great against the run, you know, and they they can run the ball, but Reed tends to not like to run the ball. Uh, but I think in a game like this is what they're going to have to do. Another thing is, I, I it can't be all Kelsey. I think they're going to have to get contributions from some of these guys you're talking about, Chalky, to win because, um, you know, they they cover their their linebackers. San Fran covers def, uh, tight ends pretty well. You know, because they have Greenlaw, they have Warner. So leaving the homes to have to opt to throw to their weaker wide receivers that they have. Um, so I can see more of a short passing game like they've have employed, like you were saying, Jay. Like check down Charlie with Mahomes, quick outs to Rice, dumps to Pacheco, and that's the kind of passing game I think they're going to have to have, especially if these linebackers can. Uh, can control Kelsey. And one other thing they need to do, I think they need to use a lot of play action, which Reed does do. Uh, the Niners are actually at the bottom of uh, the NFL against play action plays, and Reed does a lot of that. So as we saw in last year's Super Bowl, especially. So they should use a lot of play action in this game. So that's my keys for Kansas City, if you guys want to chime in on those. I mean, I don't talk. You have anything? It's not nothing. I mean, I think it makes, uh, you know, if you, I, I think it makes sense. I think, you know, again, it's almost 100% that uh, Thune is going to be out, so the offensive line is going to take a hit. So um, I think, you know, Mahomes making some plays with his legs like Purdy did against Detroit might be, uh, might they might need to see some of that. Um, but Andy Reid, even when, as we saw here, even when the run's working, he likes to get away from it. So that's going to be hard. I mean, I will say last year, you know, last year's Super Bowl, they did, commit to running when it was working and that changed that yeah. flipped the game a little yeah. bit in the second half against the Eagles that um you know they came out and we where the homes had the ankle and they ran and they ran successfully and it, it did put the Eagles back on their heels and so you know you say what you want about Reed 
he did do it a little bit last year, whether it was the one time, the one time he did it just happened to be the Eagle. Right. But to your point, yeah, history has shown that Reed could be stubborn to his, his game plan. And if the game plan calls for a pass happy offense, you know, he sticks to that a lot. Uh, One thing about the the McCafferty run stuff and, and could be totally wrong. I I never liked that stat when you give uh, the teams 12 and one, when he runs over. Because they're always, they always have ha- the lead. They're yeah. going to run the ball when they have the lead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's the whole Howard Eskin used to say it all the time. So, and it, I don't know if that's the point. You know, maybe it wasn't that chance, but my guess is that has a lot to do with it. Because yeah. they had the lead and McCaffrey kept running the ball and he got over 75 yards. Uh, Not that he ran to get the lead, then that's why they won the game. Yeah, I have a just more, a, I have just a a more small. I agree. I have a more relevant stat in that, in that regard, but um, I agree with that. So, yeah. Uh, All right. So, you want to? Yeah, you want to go? Well, I was just going to give a couple of my points. Um, and and in, in that regard, with the running game, the Chiefs uh, are thirtieth in the league against two back running, uh, two back sets, two running back sets, and the Forty ers are first in the league. So I think that's that's huge. You know, Forty uh-huh. um, ers are going to be able to run the ball. It might not all be McCaffrey. I mean, Mitchell. Mitchell gets in and runs the ball well too when he's in. Um, I mean, obviously McCaffrey is is great, but they're going to be able to run the ball. Um, I, you know, I'm still not convinced that Andy Reid is going to, you know, run the ball against San Fran, which you have to do. I mean, maybe he will, but I don't know. I mean, that's their weakness. Well, and if Reid if Reid has a hard head and doesn't run the ball, I think that's going to be an issue. Um, you know, the Chiefs have the better coach, they have the better quarterback, they have the better defense, they have the better special teams, and yet the line is San Francisco minus two. So <clears throat> you know how I feel about that. And everybody and their mother is picking the Chiefs. You know, they they did a poll on ESPN, all those idiots on ESPN. Out of the 64 people, 49 of the 64 picked the Chiefs to win outright as an underdog. So, um, you know... I I I just I think this is the classic case. Of, oh, and one one other stat. Don't let me forget this one. Vegas has lost two Super Bowls in the last thirty years. Two. They lost the Forty Niners Chargers Super Bowl ninety four, and they lost the Giants. I'm getting a thumbs up, but they lost the <laughs> Giants and Patriots Super Bowl, and I think it was two thousand seven. Two. So two out of 30. So I'm going to, I'll be on the side of Vegas and pick yeah, one, the 49ers. One thing too, to, to get away from the actual game and more to the line is if you think about it now, this could go either way. You know, there's, there's, we call Wong teasers or, you know, guys listening, you guys know Wong teasers. You cross the three, you cross the seven, you cross key numbers. The fact that they're not the line opens at the line opens at one. Right. Initially, like some books, MGM said they opened it, got crushed, one and a half got crushed, moved it to two and a half. They don't move it to three. They don't keep it at one. The fact that they're not afraid for Kansas City's Wong, for those teasers to go from two and a half to eight and a half, yep. leads me to believe that they they're, they think it's more of a chance that Niners win by eight, eight and a half more than KC, you know, losing by two and a half. However, I mean, when you do a teaser, you, you do have to match it up with another game and being the Super Bowl. Your options are limited to you know one NFL game, I, but I there's there's like, certain places you could leave it open. You can leave, leave it, it open, open ended. right? And I'm sure that the the 
professional bettors are going to would do stuff like that. Um, but that was something that stood out to me too, is that they're not afraid to, to let it sit at two and a half. And, and it's been like that for a week and a half, two weeks now that people could have just jumped on these teasers and made it, made it eight and a half. Another trend to me that Vegas is leaning towards, not leaning, the Vegas is telling you the Niners. Again, not 100% because the game has to play itself out. But, you know, on all things relative, the, the Niners are the team that it are, is better despite, to Jason's point, the better coach, the better quarterback, the better defense. Um, so, I mean, they have the favorite in every game this year. So, you know, obviously it's not Vegas picking them to win, but they've made them the favorite in every no, game. And so we, it's this yeah. is something we talked about two weeks ago with Baltimore, where Baltimore, the line was telling you Baltimore, we, you know, a lot of, a couple of us said, wow, we can't go against Mahomes again. But that was against Jackson, yeah. is, is my point. Not and then this is, and also, this is the Super Bowl. Like, this is a different game than any other game this year. You know what I mean? Like, Vegas does not want to lose the Super Bowl. They'll get shut down. You know what I mean? Like they'll they'll get they'll they'll take a bath. They lose the Super Bowl, so they, like Tommy said, I mean, <clears throat> seems like something shady. Now, what, just quick, Jay, when you said you know lost Super Bowl, is that was that just straight point spread money line, or does that include all the props and everything that people? Not sure, but okay. the, the stat is that they have only lost two Super Bowls in thirty years. Because I know a lot of times they say like if the if the betting is relatively close, they don't really care because there's so much other. Like they don't want the safety, like like when it's a safety, like early or whatever. Like you know, people bet the yes on that, and it kills them um, if that happens. But um, I mean, this just is a this is your classic in the regular season, the pros versus Joes game. No, no matter how you shape it up, this is the Joes are on Kansas City, and I could just use my circle of people that I talk to at work. They all want Kansas City, every single one of them. And when you mention the Niners, they give you. That. Man, Mahomes, Reed, Taylor Swift. I mean, you know, so it, it's the classic. Again, doesn't mean the Niners are definitely winning this game, but it's the classic Joe, Joe's versus pros types of game. Mika, you didn't, um, did you have more or are you ready to, to um, say yeah. what you think in an outcome? Just, well, first, before before I get to that, I mean, I think for me, the the more of the reason, and it, it might be, because the public thinks the same way or whatever, but for more of the reason I'm, I'm leaning and I don't really love, I wouldn't bet this game if it wasn't the Super Bowl because I think it's that close, but it's more of the, how they got there to me. Like, so we talked about it in last week's podcast, Kansas city beat the best offense in the AFC in Miami handily. They beat the best quarterback left in the, uh, in the playoffs and Josh Allen in the second game. They beat best defense in the AFC in Baltimore, and they were underdogs in both of those games. And, and, and San Fran could be out of the playoffs. I mean, let's face right. it. I mean, it did get lucky in both of these let games. Me, but Mika, let me, I'm, glad, I'm glad you said this because we said, I said it, of course, and you said it a couple of weeks. What was our knock on the Niners? What was the knock on the Niners? On the Niners. What was the knock on the Niners? They're front runners. How yeah. do they they how do they react when they get punched in the face? Shanahan's record going in the fourth when they're losing. All these things we said happened to them, right? In two games. And what was the outcome of both those games? Well, in both those games. So they, they, you're looking at it as a negative. Maybe okay. you should be looking at it as a positive. 
the the only negative we had against the Niners was that, and they overcame that. Plus, the Niners have not played anywhere close to their A game yet. You know what I mean? Like, if they played their well, A game. They haven't, but I mean, are they going to walk into the Super Bowl and play their A game against probably the best defense they've faced in the I playoffs? I mean, again, they, again I, I will point to Las Vegas. Like, does, does Las Vegas not know everything you just said? It, they, well, they're going to get on the field and they're going to play the game and we'll see. But I'm just I'm just looking at it from that point of view. Like, what team is playing better going into these playoffs? And, you know, obviously the Chiefs are playing better and they played better competition. And they have all those things you said. They have the better quarterback. They have the better coach. Defense, yeah, they're better, but they're not that much better than San Fran. San Fran's got better. They are. Better, rushes, you know, that has better rushing attack. San Fran's probably got a better offensive line. You know, so... There's other things, you know, that we're talking about here. That's that's an evenly matched game. I mean, that's why these two teams are here. But um, I again, I wouldn't bet the game if I if it wasn't the Super Bowl. It's the last game to bet for the year, and of course, we're all going to bet it. But I wouldn't bet it normally. I think this is a very evenly matched game, as per, and the line says so. You know. So anyway, I'll get to these other points here. San Fran on San Fran's side, I think Purdy has to not have the start he's had in these last two games. And uh, I can't see a Chiefs team making the same mistakes that like Green Bay or Detroit did, which caused them not to win the games. And, you know, with the decisions they made with coaching and Green Bay not capitalizing with points when they had their opportunity in the first half against Green Bay, I don't see this Chiefs team making those same mistakes. So I think he really needs to come out strong in the first half. What do you think about that? I mean, it's hard to refute. Yeah, I mean, the quarterback of the team on the Super Bowl to play well in the first half. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not coming back twenty four to seven at halftime against Kansas yeah. City if it gets to that. Right. If it's seven right. seven six or ten seven, that's close enough. You know, I mean, and ar- arguably the Packers and the Lions both had better offenses than the Chiefs. Chiefs' offense is garbage right now. Yeah, they're bad. It's bad. I, I oh, sir, at some of the skill positions, they certainly did. Um, at least lions with receivers, but I will see, you know, when you have the best quarterback in the game, that does make a difference, but. It does, but he, he scored zero points. In yeah, I mean, he didn't, you know, besides him running around for five minutes and throwing the ball up to Kelsey and Kelsey making a great catch, Mahomes didn't really do anything that was, besides not turn the ball over, like we said, that I won mean, that game for him. But two, if, that, if, if Mahomes two, ain't on the back of his jersey, you would have not even talked about the quarterback. No, yet. but you, what did you say right there? Didn't turn the ball over, right? What did Love do twice in the fourth quarter that led directly to San Francisco points that won the game? Turned the ball over. So, if we're, you know, not, I'm not the last one was the end of the game, but he doesn't turn the ball over. Maybe Green Bay wins the game, so. Yeah, yeah, no question. But Goff didn't turn it. I mean, I know Gibbs did, but Goff did. Yeah. But again, if Mahomes yeah. isn't, the back of that jersey doesn't say Mahomes in that game against the Ravens, you're not talking about the quarterback at all in that game. You're talking about how, Jackson couldn't move the football, and Kansas City's defense won the football game for him. Yeah, yeah. He, Mahomes had a very good first half, and more was a you know game manager in the second half. He just didn't make mistakes, and they held onto the ball enough and made Baltimore let Baltimore make mistakes. True. Yeah, uh, I think they need to let other offensive players on the Chiefs hurt them beside Kelsey. Uh, he's obviously going to get his yards, uh, but he's been pretty ridiculous in these playoffs. And if they can hold them like under seven catches, hold them out of the end zone, I think the Niners win if that happens. Um, because 
you know, there's just not enough firepower in the rest of their offense to do anything else unless Reed decides he's going to run the ball and play that kind of game. Aforementioned McCaffrey's yards, we talked about that. Um, here's some something I think is understated. They can't miss makeable field goals in this game. And, you know, we've seen Moody miss a few in these playoffs. He's a bit shaky. And the game could come down to a big field goal. So the Niners can't afford to leave points on the board when there's opportunities in the kicking game because it could be a field goal game and it could come down to that. And I think this is just more of a funny one. Um, have the ball last. Don't have, uh, don't give Mahomes an opportunity with a game that's within reach at the end of the game, if possible, uh, to beat you. Because I think if he does get the opportunity and they're down by less than, say, less than three, I think he's going to win the game. I think he'll roll, roll down the field and win the game for you. All right. With that said, are you ready to, I mean, you already alluded to, you're leaning on the Kansas City side. Is it Yeah. Is it a three-point game? Is it a last-score game? Is it what? What are we thinking? It could, I I could. I mean, I think it could come down to that. It could come down to you know tie game. Mahomes has the ball with two minutes left, and all he needs is a field goal or something like that, and 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 that's what happens. I'm gonna, but I think it's gonna be a low-scoring game. I think it's gonna be more defensive than people think, and I think both teams are gonna run the ball more than people think. It's not gonna be like a shootout. So I'm gonna go under too, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give Kansas City a 23-20 edge in the game. All right, and Jason, you um, did you have more to more more points, or you do you want to just give out the prediction? Well, uh, I mean, the other point I had was the way Spagnola likes to blitz. I'm, you know, Meeker brought it up, and I I reiterated that. So, and I said what I thought the Chiefs needed to do to to you know stop the Niners um, defense, but offense. Um, no, I mean, I, I'm obviously I'm going to pick the 49ers to win the game. Um, I'm leaning lower score also. I mean, if I have to give a score, um, I'll give you, um, I'll give you 23-20. Is uh, that what Meeker yep. said? Meeker's the Same score, but backwards. Was, yeah. But he uh, other side, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, 23-20 San Francisco, yep. Um, yeah, I mean, no, not much more to add. Um, so I'm, I'm on the Niners as well. I mean, again, the line leads me in that direction. And I, I, to my point with the Wong, I I could see this game being more lopsided in the Niners favor than Kansas city winning the game, put it that way. But I do have, um, I'll give out the score. I have Niners 24, Kansas city 13. Um, so I don't think it's a high scoring game as well. I think Kansas City is going to is going to uh, struggle offensively, and I think they're specifically. And when I get into props, I think they're going to struggle in the red zone, which they have throughout most of the season, um, including the playoffs. Where last game they were better, but they did, I think, turnover on downs on the on the one um, or fumble the ball. I think it, yeah, fumble yeah, he fumbled on the gun goal line. Um, so I think that could play a pretty big part of it. So twenty four, thirteen Niners. Um, all right. Any anything else before we jump into some some of our props? Um just one the, super bowl. One thing I was Egypt. thinking of is we were we were talking um and you know, when we say Vegas, sometimes we really literally mean Vegas, at times it's just gambling in general. But you know, this is traditionally one of I guess between this and March Madness, like the biggest weekend like for them. 
And I'm just curious, since the Super Bowl is actually in Vegas, if all like the guy trips that usually go out there, I mean, hotels are jacked up even more and you have all the NFL media. I wonder if the handle is going to, there's going to be any difference in the handle because some of the people coming in town for the game might not be going to the casino to place the bets. And it's harder to sign up for actual like mobile well, betting in, in, in it, Nevada. It so de- it depends what you're saying when you say Vegas, like in the state of Nevada, because MGM has apps in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. But I'm talking about the actual like casino, what they consider the casino handle of like, you know, MGM in Nevada, let's just say. I mean, I would whatever. assume hasn't handle gone down since states have legalized web gambling, internet gambling and stuff anyway. I mean, I uh, on, on the actual Super Bowl, I don't I, I don't know year over year. I mean, Nevada is still perennially top the second or third behind like Jersey and I don't know if New York now is up there, but um PA is third or second. Fourth. I think Jersey's first. New York Jersey's second. been first, right. Um so I would assume the the legalization has took away handle, you know, to begin with. Um yeah. but I mean it's possible that it it could still be less because of of the Super Bowl being in Las Vegas, but yeah, I mean, uh, I just, I don't MGM doesn't care whether it's placed in Nevada or you know, oh no, New Jersey. No, probably no. it's better not on the mobile because they probably even make even more money with you know kickback or taxes or yeah. whatever, whatever it is. So, all right, let's get into props. I know traditionally in the past we've we've given out like ten props. We had a contest. By the next week, we forgot about it. We talk it. We we don't even care who won. So we're just giving out props. You have 10, you give 10. You got seven, you give seven. Um, You know, you can give a prop and, and do a brief talk. You give it. If somebody else wants to jump in, we still got about a half hour to, to, to talk it. So, you know, we don't have to go super quick. Um, I would just say let's – one guy gives all his props out and then, you know, next move on to the next guy and do a conversation, you know, as we go. Um, you know, I, we'll go in the same order. We started with the conversation. So Chalky, if you had some props that you wanted to, and yep. they could be the goofy props, they could be the color of Gatorade, they could be MVP, you know, these, nothing, are, these are props are usually fun, um, but they also need, you know, you want to make them profitable. Nothing so. too goofy because the state of Pennsylvania limits some of them and I didn't go on Bavada to see what they're doing. But, uh, so I'll just MVP, um, the only person on the Chiefs I would put a bet on is Kelsey at 12-1. to 1. If he has a big game, I think some of the media will lean towards the whole, oh, my God, Taylor Swift, and, you know, so 12-1, to 1, whatever. Um, the fans have, uh, like, 20% of that. Is that, is that what it is? I mean, I know a lot of it's NFL media, but I don't know if there's any, like, half-assed media that gets a vote, like, for this kind of stuff. Um, anyway, um, and then that's the only Chiefs prop. Bet I have uh, everything else going to be San Francisco, and I'll, you'll see why. Um, but two other MVP bets I would make: Samuel at uh, twenty to one, and Kittle at sixty to one. Um, touchdown scores: Debo to score plus one thirty-five, Kittle to score plus one seventy. See uh, Debo over sixteen and a half rushing yards. That's minus one twenty-five. Debo over 78.5 total combined rushing receiving yards. That's minus 115. Uh, Mitchell over 4.5 rushing yards. Uh, that's minus 105. Wow, and that's crazy. I, I, I know. Four and a half. I, I, that was almost like much. they wanted like to bet the under. Carry. Yeah, I know. Right. He's good, yeah. Mitchell. Uh, that's good. crazy. And then uh, Chase Young over a quarter of a sack. That's plus two fifty. That's yeah, and that's a half a sack, you know, because yeah. you can't get you can't get a quarter. quarter. So, yeah, 
And just, I mean, in general, I, I'm counting on, um, you know, Snead is probably going to shadow uh, Ayuk or McCaffrey, depending on where they line them up. So I think with, you know, moving Kittle out of the slot and Debo, uh, whether it's at the backfield or using some motion with them, I think those will open up some opportunities for them. And so that's just kind of my thinking behind going heavy with them and MVP touchdown and yards. Cool. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll jump in here. So I had eight to 10, including MVP. So I'll give, I'll give those out quickly. And I, it was Debo at plus t- at 20 to one. I thought that was pretty high as well. And then Debo anytime touched out at plus 130. So I'll throw them out. Now uh, I'll give out the rest of my props. Now the rest of them are like truly props and it has to do with red zone. It has to do with some of the stuff we talked. So TD red zone percentage for the Chiefs under 59 and a half is plus 115. So throughout the year, they were 52%. They're 49 or 46% for the playoffs. Now they were 66% last week, but a much smaller sample size. So that, that seems a little overinflated to me. So at plus money, I'll take it. And that's obviously score a uh, touchdown versus not scoring or a field goal. Um, Mahomes in it, uh, red zone interception plus 550. So again, yeah, struggling in the red zone. Maybe they force something. You know, you want to say Mahomes not going to make a mistake, but hey, plus five fifty. Um, Kansas City lost the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay because their defensive line got tons and tons of pressure. Niners can win by putting pressure on Mahomes. So I got sacks over one and a half at minus one fifty five for the Niners to go along with their red zone inefficiency. Uh, Butker over one and a half field goals. At minus 120. I'll save this one for last. Um, second half spread. Niners minus one and a half plus 120. So we talked about the Niners as a second second half team. Now that's that could be tough because that has to do with they're, they're up 25 at halftime. You know, they might not cover a, two, a one and a half point spread at second half. But um, And then Kansas City total points under 14 and a half is plus 575. So another one. Um, that I like. Now here's my one, my fu- one fun one. Jordan Spieth total birdies in the fourth round, so the final round of the uh, waste management versus total field goals made in the Super Bowl. I'm taking field goals to to have more than Spieth birdies at plus one fifty five. So I did not look. That was on DraftKings. I did not look. I'm assuming if Spieth misses the cut, I was just like avoid yeah, bet. Right I would there. assume. Um, I can't imagine they would pay you out on it, but uh, I mean, he's probably going to make the cut. Uh, but yeah, that goes along with the inefficiencies, and there's going to be some field goals in this game, and maybe speak chokes in the waste management. Uh, all right, Meeker, some props. All right, since I think KC is going to win by three, I'm going to move the line to KC minus two and a half, and I'm going to go under 46 in a parlay. So I'm moving both lines, and that's a plus 305. I like that. I uh, like Pacheco to get in the end zone. That's kind of like, you know, chalky pick, but that's minus 125. Really, you should throw that in on that parlay as well. And just Yeah, I'll probably use that in some sort of parlay uh, with some of these other things I'm about to say. And that's uh, Purdy under 20 and a half completions. I think the Niners are going to run the ball a lot. And um, Purdy, I don't know what the stat was, but I think the Niners are maybe last in the NFL in throwing the ball in a game. Is that the truth? Uh, but you know, so we'll, we'll go with what history tells us. Uh, Noah Gray, over 13 and a half yards receiving. That's really one catch, you know. Uh, so if they're going to bracket 
Kelsey and Gray's in a game in a double tight end set. He might get a catch. So I'm going to take a chance on that. And Purdy over 12 and a half yards rushing. I think that's a gimme. I think there's got to be at least one play that Purdy, Purdy makes with his legs. 12 and a half yards, usually when quarterback scrambles, it's usually more than that. So I think that's, uh, that's a good one. That's minus 125. Uh, tight end to win MVP. So we're not picking either Kittle or, um, or Kelsey, but you got both of them. And that's plus 900. Uh, and then in this order, who leads in passing Mahomes, receiving Ayuk, rushing McCaffrey. That's a plus 1400. If you play all three of them and more field goals made than touchdowns in the game, that's a plus 400. And you, if you, if you want to pick a tie, like there's as many field goals made as touchdowns, that's a plus 800. I might bet both of those things. Okay. All right, Jason, you got uh, you got some time to 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 give out props, so you can take All as right. long as you need here. Yeah, I expanded mine to ten, so I absolutely and I can't find this specific bet anywhere, but I was able to parse it out and make separate bets on it. I swear to you, the first Forty ers offensive play of the game is going to be a quick screen to Debo because you're going to get Purdy an easy completion. You're going to get Debo into the game, you know, a physical, quick, quick hitter. Hopefully Debo gets you six, seven yards, or eight yards out of it. I, 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 I wish I could find that bet somewhere. How, how did be... you, how did you, sp- you did like first play? So pass. Did, you said you were able to like figure out. Which... Yeah. So I did Purdy first pass completion, which is, right. it's, it's not a good, it's, it was like minus two. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. did Debo. Uh, First reception in the first quarter. Um, so I did I did those two things because I right, couldn't find it. the specific first yeah, play. Yeah. It's going yeah, to be a screen to, pass to, to Debo. Point that might be like a Bavada type of. You yeah. can find that on like a Bavada, but maybe not on like. PM yeah, I, I just because everybody's going to say, "Oh, it's McCaffrey's going to get a hundred carries and this and that." They want Purdy to get into the game with an easy completion. They want to get the ball in the Debo's hands. Telling you that's Man, and be... we talked about as much as McCaffrey is instrumental in that offense. When Debo went out against, mm-hmm. Zagreb, you saw that how He's the offense can absolute you know, beast sputter and how much of the game plan revolves around Debo. He's an absolute beast. He's an absolute beast. He's he's hard to bring down. So, um, I also bet the field goals total for both teams to be over three and a half. I think it's going to be a lot of field goals in the game. Purdy, they have Purdy listed as 31 and a half pass attempts, which is insane because I think he's only passed that a couple times during the year. I don't see that happening at all. I well, did that's, under. What, that's what Meeker was saying, right? Meek with, well, he did completions, yeah, they, but I did I did pass attempts. They throw the ball less than any team in the NFL. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think that's pointing to, well, maybe Tra- not because they, they're if they're losing. I was going to say if they're trailing, but they're right, favorite. If they're losing, you would think he would throw the ball. I don't think they're going to be losing. So. Um, I also did Moody over seven and a half points because I think he'll have at least two field goals, and I think the 49ers will score at least two touchdowns. So that's eight points right there. Um, this was a crazy stat I found. The 49ers have not gone for two-point conversion at all this year, and the Chiefs okay. have gone for one the whole year. So under two-point conversions, you know. Um, but that... 
I don't have. The, I didn't write the odds down. I'm sorry about this. Um, what was the they're over though? Was it one a half? Yeah, what? a half. Half. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's basically yes or no. Well, yeah, yeah. It's a it's an attempt or a complete. Uh, not an. Uh, I think I did an attempt. I have to go back and look, but that's. I don't think either team's going for two. Which, when we get our, we didn't get our blocks yet. But when we get our blocks, we have to hope we have zero, three, or seven. Yeah, that's that. And again, that's one of those. That's circumstance. That's a you know the team's down a certain. You're gonna be like, ah, oh, man, yeah. if they they're gonna go for two here. Yeah. But you never know how that's gonna play. Yeah. Out. If it's a lower scoring game, uh, odds are it's probably just gonna be a you know. Andy Reid's math yeah. doesn't always work out. Like there's right. situations where you should go for two to get to the nine point lead, like last right. year against Eagles, and he just doesn't try it. Now I know if a, uh, a popular bet is for over two point five. Uh, people to attempt to pass in the Super Bowl. I went under, under two point five. Yeah, Mahomes that's traditionally under, right? Yeah. I mean, if you know, that's all. Uh, unless there's a trick play. I mean, uh, no, no. But I'm saying, like, if you go through the history of the yeah, Super Bowl yeah. outside, then the Eagles Super Bowl, the Eagles it, had everybody. It, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And then uh, I'm gonna do Kittle touchdown. Um, I think the the Chiefs Chiefs D backs are tough. They might lock down the Ayuk and and. Uh, and uh, Debo in the game, so I think Kittle Kittle will have an opportunity. Obviously, McCaffrey's going to score probably, but uh, I'm going to do Kittle touchdown. And I'm doing I'm doing Purdy MVP. I mean, listen, you know, imagine that story. You you know these writers want to go for a story. Mister Irrelevant is now MVP of the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? I I know people are always pointing to well, it's going to be McCaffrey or Debo and. I think the writers would want to give it to Purdy, and I think Tommy said it before. They're kind of told lean towards. The quarterback. Uh, I mean, I have a guy that votes. You know, somebody that votes. And he, lean towards the quarterback. I like remember texting him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you can't go against Brady in this Super Bowl." And it was like, "But his stats don't back up right. that you should go with Brady." Right. So you can. Right. And they have, but usually it's an outlier. You know, yeah. it's a wide receiver that has 15 catches, or you know, what. So if McCaffrey has four touchdowns, then yes, he's going to get the MVP. But if it's if it's close, they lean towards quarterback mm-hmm. always. So I'm gonna lean towards Purdy MVP. Yeah one of, one of the props I was looking for and I I couldn't find it on DraftKings, um, and I may have just missed it. Something around challenges. Both these coaches are bad at challenges. Yeah, similar to the two point. They don't challenge when I mean Reed misses on even challenging. Shanahan missed against the Eagles last year in an obvious challenge. So they not only aren't good at calling a challenge they're also bad at when they convert challenges so something around the unders on on challenges would be another one you, you know if you can find it i think DraftKings should have had it i just I, like i said i i had trouble i was kind of for it i was kind of disappointed in DraftKings menu maybe i just didn't search right but it, there's it, a lot of things that i had to bet on other applications because DraftKings didn't offer it yeah i don't or i, I mean, it's, find it. it it's hard yeah i agree like i used to like the old days you get a prop sheet remember and you were able yeah. but now there's so many it's hard to find like props if you don't go into the right bucket that you're looking mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. um that's you know, one you place where under- i thought bovada always had a better layout because it was just so much easier to find the bets than yeah, the weight draft yeah. you got to click the right thing up top in DraftKings and then right, collect, right 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 get the right subcategory to hope you have it lined they up. They make it's... all their money because they make their money in popular. You, you people click on the popular props. Yeah, they and put just them up go down and the just go public popular. Right. Or here's a parlay. Here's a five way yeah, parlay. Or here's a like parlay that. that we get. We're giving out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. 
Um, any any thoughts as we as we sign off here for the Super Bowl uh, preview show? Any last minute thoughts, Jason Chalky Meeker? Before we wrap wrap it up, uh, you know, hopefully now that the uh, sod father has retired, uh, they won't be playing on ice this year. Uh, yeah, well, I saw they were the Niners were complaining about the practice field. They had to practice over at UNLV. UNLV, UNLV yeah. or they they had to because the practice field's bit okay. Yeah. But, well, no, uh, they they they're the visiting team, so the Chiefs got to use the Raiders facility, and the Forty ers <clears throat> had to use UNLV, right? And that was the field that was they were trying to say was not it was, was it was not yeah. in great shape or whatever. Yeah. But they both teams stayed like it's nice distance from like the heart of Vegas. So surprised, like you know, Forty ers could have used like um, University of Nevada wouldn't have been that far, I don't think, and they probably maintained it better than UNLV, but. Well, as long as no one got hurt today, because I had heard that today was like the last real, real practice. What was, what was the issue? It was like sod coming up or slippery? They, or uh, What they had to do was they had to put turf on top of artificial surface. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow. So, and basically, you know, artif- turf is usually on top of dirt and rocks yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So it was making it, the footing was terrible. So, and plus it's outside and they, Vegas just had terrible weather. Today. Yeah, it's been chilly, right? Rain. I think Has I it, see that. It rains. And the, is the game is it is the Raiders a dome? Yeah, I don't even yeah. Know. So all right, so don't make a difference. But the Raiders practice facilities indoors, so didn't bother the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs didn't yeah, care yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. So why, why are the Chiefs the home team? Is that just an alternate every other year? The yeah, Eagles were the home team last year. Yeah. No. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Any other thoughts? Are we signing off? So, uh, um, Episode, what do we have? 93, episode 93, Super Bowl 58. How are we thinking? Have a good night. Good night. Best of luck.